Hi, Creative Cutie. I hope you're doing well and having a gorgeous Wednesday. This episode that you're about to hear is one on rejection. And I'm re-airing it because, as you may know, if you've been following along on social media, I am in Sicily right now. And last year, I had the probably one of the most, if not the most beautiful experience of my life, meeting and connecting with, for the first time, my cousins in Sicily. As you might know, last year, I went to Sicily for the very first time And I don't know why, but my dad, for some reason, neglected to tell me my entire life that we had cousins there. He had first cousins. So my grandfather had left behind a brother in Sicily. And I had never known about that until last year, about two weeks before I left for my trip. So anyway, showed up at this address. Didn't know if they still live there because we had gotten a letter from them in 2009. My dad, for some reason, kept it but didn't reply to it. And anyway... I showed up at the address. They live there. We met. We cried. We spent the next 24 hours together. It was one of the most beautiful, unbelievable life moments ever. So very exciting news. I'm there again with my parents and they are getting, my dad is getting to meet his first cousins for the very first time. And so that is why I'm re-airing this episode. I'm taking a break to focus on family because I've really realized in the past couple years that family and my human connections are what inspires me the most and what has the most meaning to me in this life. Without that is my foundation, I have nothing to create from. So anyway, taking a break for that, but I wanted to re-air this episode because I just think it's so relevant. And rejection is something I'm still learning to deal with. But it's really interesting to hear the me from three years ago now talk through this and to just realize how much resilience I've gained since then, how my definition of success has changed since then, and just how hard it can be, but how much easier it is when you have people in your corner who really love you and understand you and see you and support you. When you do have that layer of love, any rejection doesn't hit you as hard. I do think that having supportive people around you is one of the greatest cushions to the world's pains. And so that's what I hear when I listen back to this episode. I did it with my friend Johnny, who you may know as Johnny Cakes. And by the way, he's blown up since then. And Listen in this podcast because he did a Netflix show. And I literally say to him, you're going to be on Netflix in this podcast. Am I clairvoyant? I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, I just think the topic is as relevant as ever. But the key takeaway to me in listening back to it is, whoa, I'm so lucky to have so many beautiful people in my life that are my cushion for when life is hard because it is hard sometimes. But our people, that's what makes it possible to keep going out and trying because you know you have people to catch you. So anyway, enjoy this episode, this rear of the rejection episode. And think about the people in your life that make life's hard edges a little bit softer. And maybe take this as a sign to thank them. Okay, now I'm going to get back to being with my cousins and enjoying all the pasta and beauty Sicily has to offer. You enjoy this episode. Love you. 
Hey there, it's Lauren, and welcome to another episode of Unleash Your Inner Creative. Today is a really special episode because I'm having back my best friend, Johnny Manganello, aka Johnny Cakes. He is an actor, a writer, an incredible cake baker who, yes, does bake cakes under the business name Johnny Cakes. You should check him out. He just made an incredible cake that is Frozen themed, like the the movie musical. That's a cartoon. Disney. You might have heard of it. It's just absolutely unbelievable. You have to check it out. And actually, even my mom makes a special guest appearance on this episode. So it's it's very fun. It's very conversational. I mean, it also gets really serious at a certain point because what we're talking about today is creative heartbreak and rejection and disappointment and how you recover from that. And what happens when you do have one of those things that I call the creative crossroads where you're basically thrown a shit storm and you get to decide, am I going to dig deeper and really go toward my dream? Or am I going to throw in the towel and walk away? Because this past week I had one of those moments, actually several, unfortunately. And so you're going to hear my journey of how I dealt with that, what exactly is going on, and what my next move might be. We also talk about what to do when you're creatively blocked, how to overcome that, and something really important, which is how to deal with potentially judgy family or friends at the holidays. The holidays are notoriously a time when single people have to kind of have their back up and be ready for the questions of when are you going to get married, when are you going to settle down, when are you going to get a girlfriend or boyfriend. But nobody really talks about the fact that it's also a time for judgmental relatives, family, or friends to ask when you're going to get a real job, why you can't just take a linear path, etc. So we discuss some tactics to handle said judgy family or friends when they come at you with those questions. So all in all, it's a deeply emotional episode. It's very conversational. It's probably the most vulnerable I've ever been in my life on air. And I hope you find it helpful. I know it was helpful to do it. Johnny and I both had a pretty, I mean, at least I did, had a pretty cathartic experience. And I think it's really important to talk about as wonderful as it is to release something that is so deeply a piece of who you are. It's not only terrifying, it can also be really painful. Would I not do it to protect myself from the pain? No. But it it needs to be acknowledged that while, yes, creativity is so important and it's so important to go down that path, it can also hurt like hell. And so today we actually delve into that and give some tactics to get through it. So without further ado, here's a conversation between me, Johnny, and a little fun excerpt from my mom as well. Okay, can I do the intro again? Yeah, sure. All right, we're back with one of your favorite guests, my best friend, John Manganello. Take it away, John. <laughs> are you a creative? Well, that's a rhetorical question because of course you aren't. You're not creative. <gasps> JK. Oh, you got me. You're so creative. Welcome to Are You a Creative by Lauren LaGrasso. You know what? That is the name of my show. It's so great because you always get it so well. Whenever you come on and you do the intro, you always just say it word for word perfectly. I, got, I forgot one port. Oh, port too. Creatives are everywhere you look. They're even hiding in your house. So you need to get a Nest camera so that they so intruders stop coming into your house. Welcome to 
Are You a Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. <laughs> What's a Nest camera? Oh, those are really convenient. Now, I'm not a paid sponsor, but I would love some money if they have any to throw my way. <laughs> they're not a paid sponsor. It's a camera. They're not a paid sponsor. It's a camera that you put outside your or any, really anywhere around your house, and it links up to your phone so wherever you are in the world, you can check in on your home. Is it better than a Ring video doorbell? You know what? If Ring wants to give me some money, I'll say no. We are not choosing right now. Oh, I We're am not easily being a choosy sorted. little creative at this point. No, no, no. <laughs> so yeah, all of them are good. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you're back. Thanks I've, for having I've me. I've been seeing you do a lot of great work in the world of cakes. Oh my gosh, I've been baking up a storm. Let me tell you, I had to text my ex the other day and be like, "Hey, if you're at the Ralph's near your apartment, don't come into Ralph's." Because I'm about to run in, I need some ingredients, and I look a mess, and I'm covered in powdered sugar. Is that a true story? Yes, I just texted him literally yesterday, and he was like, <laughs> don't worry, I'm not at Ralph's. But I was about to walk by, so I'll wait five minutes. <laughs> wow, that's good. <laughs> I would never think to do that. I didn't, because I, I don't want him to see me in that state of right. like, like, oh no, I need one ingredient, I forgot at the store, I'm a mess, I'm sweating, you know. Right, yeah. I've never had that particular experience, but I've had similar ones. Well, shoot, I want to hear. I had just broken up with someone, and uh, my my acupuncturist was on the way. I would pass by this person's house on the way. To acupuncture. Yeah, yeah. and so I didn't text this person first to let him know I was, like, passing by their house. Uh, I yeah, thought of them. passing by, I'm using air quotes. Yeah, well, I mean, it really was, but I thought of them but then I went to this little coffee shop that we used to go to and the guy okay it's called dad's donuts and the guy literally never says anything to me like the dad the guy who owns it he, we call him dad uh, so I, I said hi dad when I walked in and out of nowhere he's like where's your other half <gasps> he's never said anything to me that like acknowledges that he knew me or that yeah. My presence was something that was normal there. So I started crying and I was like, we broke up. Oh my God. Dad felt so bad. I bet. He's like, it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's interesting. Some people are just very – like it's hard for me to understand because I'm a loud, obnoxious person. But some people are quiet and they just take in. So I think that's what dad. are you saying? Dad, dad isn't quiet though. Oh, okay. He's not quiet <laughs> at all. Like you. I just think he didn't. And then he he felt bad for me, and he's like, "So I'm guessing by the way you said it that he broke up with you." Ouch. And I was like, "Actually, it was mutual." <laughs> Actually, it was mutual, and I would like a free donut. And now. He's like, "Well, maybe you'll get back together." I'm like, "Yeah, maybe." And what then kind of donut? He made did you me get? pay. Didn't get a donut at all. Got turkey, egg, and cheese croissant. Let me tell you, donuts are. I feel like I should eat more donuts. The level of interest I have in donuts does not match the amount Same. of time I buy donuts. Why? Why do you think that is? Why do you think they're slept on in our culture? I don't know. And like, for example, there are other desserts that aren't that great yeah. that I eat way more often. Like what? I would say, so I was going to say ice cream, but ice cream is really good. Okay. But so. it's not, not all ice creams are made the same. Like almost every donut is awesome. Some ice creams are like, eh, you know, it's good. Like you're going to eat it because it's there. Yeah. But it's like icy and like bland vanilla. Yeah. But almost every donut I've ever had has been objectively delicious. Okay. Let me say this. I Most desserts I enjoy. So maybe that was an incorrect statement. An overstatement? There are foods that I eat a lot that I'm like, why am I eating Like this? what? Pretzels. Pretzels are terrible Yeah. Foods. They're trash unless they're hot pretzels. And they're like, oh, that's true. And they're, the mean. weird thing is they're like all the bad things. They're like they're like dry and Salty, flavorless. GMOs most of the time unless they have that little non-GMO label. Oh, good to know. Mm -hmm. Why do I eat pretzels so much? I don't know. It's not something that I 
find myself indulging in. Like at a party or, okay, anyway. So anyway, yep. that's not what this show's about. I'm also not being paid by Big Donut, but I would love to get some money from Big Donut. Yeah. It's like Big Pharma. Yep. No, Big Donut isn't like a place nearby. It's like, yeah, an idea. Yeah, okay, it's true. It. I would like to get paid by them too, or just fed. I'd take either at this point. Anyway, welcome to how to be a real big creative. So, yes, as as we mentioned, Johnny bakes cakes. He's an actor. He's a writer. He's my best friend. And today I wanted to have you here because I wanted to talk about a very painful week. Because you've also, like, through this whole music release process, been my biggest confidant and helper. And I really couldn't have made the music video without you. Like, you helped me so much between collecting materials, between figuring out the ideas and what I was going to You could have done it. No. It would have been a lot more work. I would have slept a lot less. I would have been a lot more stressed, a lot more tears. Oh, that's good. You dried my crying eyes. (laughs) Yes. So I wanted to have you on because you're a big piece of my creative journey. You're someone who inspires me a lot. And it's been a particularly trying week. I'm sorry. I didn't even really know that. I saw you tweet some stuff. Yeah, some really angsty, sad stuff. And and then you tweeted one thing. That was and I was like, so oh, I got to reach out. <laughs> yeah, and by reaching out, you, you made a joke and it was good. Well, because I don't want to be – here's the thing I've learned. Like mm. sometimes, sometimes when I check in on friends, they're like, okay, can you like back off? You're Have doing I ever too done much. that? No, you haven't done that, no. but I try to be like, you know, like I'm here if you need me, but I'm not like overbearing. Right. Yeah. No, I didn't feel that. And also I was too consumed with anything, everything this week to even reach out to you. Like the only people that were in the know were the ones that were helping me get out of the muck oh. that were in my immediate vision. I saw you also tweet support for Taylor Swift. Yeah, and that was before any of this happened. Oh, I, I thought – see, it's funny because I thought it was going to be the opposite. No. So that was before any of this happened, but the things I've been going through have been giving me even more respect for who she is and what she does because I'm going through a small, small, small version of that. Hmm. She's going through it where these big, bad men are trying to keep her from singing her songs. Right. Well, I mean, you're going through – shit yeah i i definitely am but just it's like what she's going through is what i'm going through times a million plus with having millions of people counting on you to be their savior and you know what i think is good about what she's doing is that she knows she has a loyal audience who will fight for her Mm -hmm. so she's using that to not only help her but like change the shape of the music industry that's what i love about her in general like you can say whatever you want about her music but as an independent musician i love it as well honey i love it as well i mean i think that the first two songs she put out from this album weren't anywhere near to being her best songs but the like the rest of the the bulk of the album is incredible but and she's just a very gifted songwriter but what i love about her is that she really is who she says she is at least when it comes to this stuff because the things that she does like the the boundaries she breaks really do benefit independent musicians that don't have these right. kind of big machines right. not to like make a pun because i think that was the That's name of that name. record but like but that don't have these big labels backing them yeah. and so yeah this whole experience of this past week has given me a lot more respect from her and she's kind of been like there's something that napoleon hill calls like a mastermind alliance and you can also like have that with people who aren't necessarily in your life or in your inner circle so like i kind of think of her as like an imaginary mentor of mine like i don't really know her but she's my imaginary mentor because i've been thinking like if she can do it then maybe i can do it too anyway sorry i I, you didn't ask about taylor swift i just brought her up because no i'm glad you did (laughs) i have a passion for fashion (laughs) and for swift yep 
So anyway, I can't get into specifics because there are actually like some legal reasons where I can't talk about certain things. But I can. <laughs> yeah. So Johnny's going to air all my dirty laundry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to like give broad strokes of what this past week has been because it has been one thing after another after another. And it's brought me to a moment where what I call the creative crossroads, where you have to decide, are you going to dig deeper and keep going or are you going to give up? And let me tell you something. I'm the perfect person to have on for an episode about rejection because Billy Eichner swiped left to me on Tinder. Billy Eichner. Yeah, Billy on the street. Okay, that's what I thought. He said, no, (laughs) not today. I can't believe he's on Tinder. Hey, man, he was. Is he now dating? I don't know. It was a couple years ago. (laughs) (laughs) You could be on Netflix right now. I could have been on Netflix. (laughs) You're going to get on Netflix. Uh, No, I'm going to fuck my way to the top for sure. Good. Sorry. Mom, my mom. There's a mother in in this in the studio (laughs) in the space. (laughs) Okay, okay, sorry. Okay, so yes, rejection. Yeah, so I've been, I've, I've basically been going through rejection and betrayal this week. Those have been like the two main words I would use. Um, Betrayal? Did you say? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you already know everything. Like the things that I'm talking about, betrayal on a human level. Yeah, no, you're right. Because here's the thing. I walk throughout the world expecting everyone to be good. I'm not one of those people that starts everybody out in an F and eventually moves them up to an A+. I start everyone at an A++, and when they start getting lower grades in their humanity level, it confuses me, and it throws me off. I'm currently at a C-. No, you're at an A++. Oh, nice. So it's very difficult being in this industry, being an open-hearted person, being a person who loves people. I love people so much. You know this about me. That's always yeah. been my main thing. Like it's that's, your passion. that's really what drives me to do what I do because I love people and I want to connect with them in a deeper way, uh-huh. which I find creative exploits to be my way of connecting. Yeah. Yeah. When someone disappoints me, even though I'm much more discerning than I used to be when I was young, I still tend to not see it coming as much as I should. Yeah. And so I've had a couple things this past week where people who I thought I could trust, at least on like a basic human level, right, have betrayed me and threatened my art. Right. The betrayal is one thing, but when you're threatening the thing that I've worked on for four years, yeah. really my whole life, that's like, whoa, next level. Yeah. So yeah, there've been a few things. How do I explain? Yeah. I, I want to say like, it? what can you tell us? Yeah. I can't really say anything, but no. ju- that's the that's the broad strokes of the situation. There have been attacks on the things that I hold most dear to me, which are my creations. Those are my babies right now. Right. And so I've been dealing with that this week. Okay. And then I have also been dealing with rejection from a few major like media outlets that were potentially going to feature my music. Mm-hmm. And... There were some really specific rejections that were particularly painful. Uh, I think we should just go right into it. <laughs> Do you want to hear a few of them? I, so, I'm on the edge of my seat because I actually have not heard any of these. So I have a publicist now, which is great. And she's helped me get a few things. And I asked her to send me this. So I guess I kind of like put it on myself. But she sent me the press report. I guess I didn't realize that she was actually going to put in like what they said. But don't you? Uh, yeah, I it mean, is good to know. Yes, I'm. I'm happier to know. I'd it than rather to not li- know yeah. it. It's like Tiffany but, Haddish leaving her purse in the yeah. audition rooms. I know that was on Roxy's episode, but yeah. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> it wasn't on Roxy's episode. It was on the Tomorrow Show recently. Oh, sorry. I, well, I, I I was watching. Okay. <laughs> okay. I heard Roxy say it. Let's see. 
great expressive vocals with nice emotion. For my taste, the melody is not quite catchy enough. I'll have to pass on this one. I was not sold on the lyrics. At the start, I thought they were inspirational, but then they changed a bit. Vocals were good. Loads of emotion. Passing for now. Can you, sorry, can you just explain what you're reading? Okay, I'm reading. Because like, okay. I don't understand. Yes, yes, great, fully. great clarification. So I'm reading, these are specifically rejections that I got from a few different music blogs that my publicist sent me. So she sent me where she submitted me to, right. the music outlet, and then what they said and and why they said no. So okay. like whether they said yes or no, and then if they said no, why. Okay. Some of them just said passing. <laughs> One person said, I like the uplifting sound of the track. I felt that Lauren's vocals had a cool tone, but that her delivery was a bit inconsistent. Passing. I mean, some it's not all bad, right? Like, there's some good things to it, but, like, reading one after one, like, when I really – okay, first of all, I actually love the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I love it. If I wasn't me, I would listen to it. Yeah. I actually think it's the best I can do right now. Right. Like, I don't think I can do any better than that. I think that that is, like, the top of my skill set at this particular moment. I yes. think in the future I could maybe be better. Yes. And I've poured – everything into it my money my heart my voice i've taken all these voice lessons i got a vocal producer like i did every single thing i could for the listeners at home (laughs) it should be noted because you can't say this yourself but Mm -hmm. i can like lauren works harder than basically anyone i know there are a couple people i know who work really hard and lauren is one of them like it is astounding the hours the hours the heart the the money she puts into her work which is what you need to do i think mm-hmm. so yeah it i spend my entire paycheck hurts. on my creativity like outside of necessities like yeah. food and rent yeah. everything else goes into my creative projects yeah. so when something happens with them i know i talk about like we need to learn to disconnect ourselves like in our self-worth from what we do. Right. I, I 100% agree with that. Logically, I know it's true. Right. But when these things happen, it doesn't just feel like an affront on the creation. It feels like an affront on me as oh. a human. Oh. Yeah. It's impossible. It, you would be – you'd have to be like a sociopath to be able to separate Sometimes I that. wish I was. <laughs> I mean really because like it is, it is your yeah. heart and soul. So like I would – no, Lauren, I know you say that and you're kind of joking. But like – you don't wish you were that way. No, of course. Like, I don't want to be like a cold-blooded murderer, but... No, I, but I mean, you don't want to be somebody who is disconnected. No, I know, but sometimes it hurts passion. so deeply. Like, I'm such a sensitive person. Like, I don't know if I can keep existing in the world this way. I don't know how to do it. Oh, thicker skin. I need to build Me thicker too. skin. Like, we're I'm from the trans- Midwest, man. Oh. I, I get I I get offended when people put the grocery store dividers between my groceries and theirs, which oh, really? I know is like a reasonable thing too. But I'm like, I know, but I'm like, yo, I wasn't gonna try to buy your groceries. <laughs> or like, if someone honks at me, that you're gonna make them buy your groceries. Well, I've I've been known to do that. <laughs> if someone honks at me, my day's ruined. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, like, why do they hate me? No, but usually I'm like, you're right. I'm an asshole. Have, you know that John Mulaney joke that's like, I also don't want me to be doing this. Yeah, he's also Midwestern. Oh, well, he came we from go. Chicago. No. So anyway, okay. So those are, first of all, you you set that up like they were going to be like really well, hard. No, those there, are actually like compliments. Ones. There's okay. worse ones. <laughs> there's some too that she like left out certain parts. I'm like, what came before that? What did they say before? Good pr- potential on the production though. What came before that? passing 
good potential so on the production like, though, da, da, da. passing. Oh. But what came before right, that? Because right. you don't say anything though. No, totally. Yeah. <laughs> but there were some really nice ones. There were ones that are like, I like the song. It's not quite my taste, but like the vocal is amazing. So like there were some really, really nice things that people said in the right. midst of rejecting me, which is great. But Lauren, like, yeah. Okay. Here's, I have a couple things to say this. Of course, I have a lot to say always, but okay. My feeling is. And I wish I could explain to you, the listener, like the other things, because like the depth of the agony that I've been going through this week cannot be properly expressed right now because I can't go into detail about what's going on. Right. But just know. What's wrong? Sorry, my mom sent me like a frantic text. We're good. What, mom? I want to say, like, I want to say something about those reviews. So. <laughs> All right, stewing. we're going to let my mom. <laughs> She's doing, yeah, come on in here. Tell yeah. her to fuck okay. off. Okay, so I'm going to say one thing, and then my mom's got I something love to moms. say about her those reviews. No, I want you to. Okay, so I'm going to say something and then I'm going to let my mom speak up because she's like in the background, like commenting like silently about the reviews because she uh, vehemently disagrees with them, obviously. But I'm not sure that right now for you, the listener, I'm able to describe exactly the depths of my agony because I can't go into specifics. I wish so deeply that I could, but I just can't because of certain things that are still working themselves out. But just know, as far as wanting this is like the closest I think I've been brought to in my music where I felt like I wanted to give up for a minute I have a lot to say about the rejection thing mm -hmm. and that I mean you know before we started recording I said I've dealt with rejection that have has made me been like oh great so this isn't right mm -hmm. and, you mean like your choice to be a creative person yeah and like my choice yeah like I applied to this I put heart soul time effort years of work into this project thought it was perfect for this very specific film festival that i applied for and flat out got rejected and in that moment it wasn't like they're wrong i don't know how you feel right now it was more like oh i'm wrong like i am wrong because if it can't get into this weird specific thing that i thought it was tailor-made for and something that i put my best effort into like i don't know that I'm better than this. You know what I mean? Right. It's a weird thing. Like, I don't think I can do better. I think the thing that I thought was like, and I tweeted this, but after I had my moment of panicking and crying and like throwing myself on the ground, because that's how I get through my emotional trauma. After I had that moment, I always have clarity. It's like the calm after the storm. And I thought to myself, okay, that's what they think. But who am I making this for? Who am I making my music for? Am I making it for people who, like, for maybe very good reasons, have really specific, maybe bougie music preferences? Or am I making it for people who are just trying to find a little inspiration to cling on to in their day-to-day -day lives, who are like me? Uh -huh. Because I'm not here to claim that I'm like Mozart. I'm not. I started writing music at 23. I learned as I went. I would say that I'm like a learn-as-I-go musician, but I'm the most passionate I sing with the most heart and I write songs that are from the heart. And as long as I keep doing that, I feel good about that. And yeah. I feel like that is good enough. Will it ever meet the standards of these bougie bloggers? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Right. Also like. But if, if not, I love what I'm making. I really do. And I remember I had this artist, Greg Holden on the show and he was like, just do work that represents who you are. Yeah. And if you fail, at least you know you didn't betray yourself. Yeah. And if you succeed, 
it's the best feeling in the world. So, so but, and, and it's hard to even talk about this because I do feel like it's so vulnerable. It makes me feel like I'm like saying I failed and I don't feel like that. But these rejections did hurt. Okay. Yeah. A couple things. One okay. is like, don't let a few people's opinion change the course of like what you're doing and, and how you choose to like release art into the world. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, there is a chance that 10 years from now, you'll look back and be like, oh, I'm making better art than I made in 2019. I hope so. Yeah. So like, <laughs> it's all part of the process, I think. But also like, maybe, maybe these people are right. Maybe they're wrong. It doesn't really matter because all you can do is control what you can do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't think they're right. But it's their opinion and they're entitled to it. And there's a lot of people who have opinions that are different. I guess the, the question I've also been left asking myself is like, if the music never grows bigger than it is now, like if yeah. it just reaches this level where it's hitting some people, but like not really reaching the broader audience that I do really, really want, is that enough for me? Yeah. And then why, and then you have to ask yourself, I think, why do you do it? Yeah. Are you doing it because you want millions of people to listen to it? Or are you doing it because you want to create art that matters to you know, really matters to to a, to to people. Mm-hmm. You know, does that make sense? Like, there's a lot of stuff that's popular, but doesn't mean it's good. McDonald's is very popular, well, but it doesn't mean it's good. And I think that that's what also bummed me out. I'm like, there are people who are literally singing about their like, you know, who are singing about tits, and I'm actually trying to make a difference in the world. Like, I'm actually trying to make stuff that moves people forward and gives them some inspiration and like puts some some positive thoughts and and hope out there and so i'm like why is that not resonating but the tit song wait a minute hang on a second though you not resonating you just released your song yeah I you re- haven't even released your music video i know but i'm just saying like with these specific people like why is that not resonating yeah but, but like i and i because i i decided to here's another thing like when someone rejects you you need to decide if you even care about their opinion right so like i went on some of these blogs the ones that rejected me and i looked at the music and i listened to the music they were featuring and i didn't like a lot of the music that they were featuring so it could just be a difference in taste so do these blogs sorry i don't know anything about music the music industry do these blogs promote music they like is that the idea yeah. of them okay so they would never like promote a song that they didn't like as in like they, they would never give like a song a bad review does that make sense they're not I, like reviewers. I guess i guess not i mean that's what it seems like because okay. if they would give a song a bad review or like someone would yeah. yeah like like if, any bad review yeah, yeah. Hmm, interesting i think that they're individual bloggers who feature music that they like and help curate playlists okay yeah yeah i mean wicked did not get good reviews, right? Really? I think that's like a thing. It got a bad review in the New York Times. There's like, you know. No, there's a million stories. But when it happens to you, it feels different. I love how we pick wicked. Like wicked. Okay. Well, I mean, no. If we want to talk about some of the most successful creativity of all time, that's definitely one of them. It's one of the biggest pieces of theater ever in yeah. the history of the world. Yeah. I just yeah. think, I just think like. The natural reaction is the days, the weeks following a rejection, you're going to feel like devastated. Mm -hmm. But like the truth is Frozen 2 is getting bad reviews right now. I'm using that as an example because the first movie was like one of the biggest, most popular 
children's films like of all time mm -hmm. and then like the next comes out and it's like it has all this hype and excitement and whatever and like people don't like it but so it's, it's like, still doing well in the box office true but that's my, all that matters yeah, really i guess so <laughs> i'm like using a couple examples but what i'm trying to point to is a trend that mm -hmm. like it doesn't re like it's neither here nor there as much as it is like how do you feel about it? And are you going to continue to create? Right. Well, I am because like I have to, because it's who I am. It's not a, really a choice for me. Like if it was a choice, I think I would do something different Yeah. because this is brutal. It is. Yeah. And like, but here's the thing. And this is why I do encourage everyone to claim their creativity because to me, living with this inside of you, pushing it down and killing it inside of you is far worse than anything that anyone could do once you push it out. Yeah. So I'd rather not push down all the lives inside of me and have die a slow internal implosion. Right. Than to have somebody else shit on my dreams right. because at least I'm trying. Right. Right. You right. know? Yeah. You are, you're putting literally, I mean, when I said what I said earlier about, I know you put every ounce of yourself. I just wonder if it's like, is it ever, if it's like never received, like if I, if I can't like do this, like what has been the point? Right. But you can, do, not only can you do it, Lauren, you're doing it. Like you have to remember that you're notorious for not taking that time to say, wow, like I did something amazing. You know, like we remember when we were like, like we were gearing up to film her, her video. When was it? My a month music ago? video. Yeah. A little over a month ago. It's coming out in December too, by the way. And it's really good. There was this moment, I think it was like the night before where I was like, Lauren, do you remember this? I was like, Lauren, like this is happening. Like this thing you've been talking about for forever. The music video specifically, like the past year plus. Mm -hmm. I was like, isn't this exciting? Whatever. And you're like, uh, yeah, it's exciting. But like there's 20 million things I need to do. I'm like, of course she's, I, I, I get that because I'm the same way. But you need to take that time to just take one second to be like, holy shit, like it's happening. I'm doing it. And, and, and you don't need the permission from somebody else to go off and do it. And like, I wish you could take a little bit more time to check in and be like, wow, I have done a lot because you have done so much. And then these people who've listened to it once, probably they're listening to it like in their car on the way to get coffee and are like half ass listening to it yeah. are like, uh, pass No, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like your life, it's your heart and your soul. It's the hours of your day. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I really hope that you do not let a couple opinions change the, the course of your like creative pursuits. No, I'm not going to. Right. I can't. Right. I just like, I can't. I, I, I just have to keep doing this. I don't know. It's like I said, it's really not a choice. And it's not, I, if I let a couple people's opinions crush me, then it goes against everything I stand for. Like, I know if I was giving myself advice, I would say, fuck them. Fuck them. Do you like what you made? Do other people that you care about in your circle, in your community, like what you made? Then fuck them. Yeah. You didn't make it for them, did you? Mm -hmm. You made it because you had to, because it was in you. And if you didn't get it out, you were going to die a little bit. You know, yes. I'm just telling myself what I need to tell myself right now because I can't ever like take my own advice because I'm so hard on myself. Like I'm everybody else's biggest ally, but I'm right. always beating myself right. up. I know. I, that's what I'm pointing to though. I, I think. know. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to say is that you also should 
remember that like you've taken critique and you've used it to fuel your art. Mm-hmm. Remember last year when you were going to film something mm-hmm. and the song. I was going to film an, a music video for a song that actually didn't end up getting released. Right. And now if I had said in November of 2018, Lauren, you know what? This song you've written and, and produced and are about ready to release, you're not going to like it very much in a year. The other week, I was like, oh, my God, can I listen to that song? And you were like, yeah, but, like, honestly, it's so flawed. Like, I have such better stuff now. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, if you thought that you would talk that way about that song a year ago, you wouldn't have talked that way about the song, you know? Mm-hmm. Because you're growing and expanding. And in a year from now, you're going to be making music that's even better than this. So just just know that the potential you have, I, I don't think you even – are acknowledging like where where your music's gonna go not saying that it's not good right now just saying that it's only gonna get better no i know that i know that yeah it just in the moment it doesn't make it like hurt less right but yeah i think that ways to get through this or that like i'm getting through it are by like focusing on the fact that i actually love it yeah i think it's an amazing song yeah i love my vocal on it i love the production i love everything about it love the message i love the lyrics it's one of my favorite songs and I made it. That's cool. And, you know, like there's a lot of good things coming, like the music video is going to be coming out. You know, the people whose opinions that I really care about, like my followers and my friends and family, like the people who I respect and love seem to love it yeah. and are finding it to be inspirational for them. Yeah. And that, like you said, like there's always the potential to grow and change. And who's to say that these same music blogs won't be writing back even on my next single saying, oh my God, this is amazing. We have to feature it. Right. So, and also like I've been going for 30 years now. I'm not going to stop because I had one terrible week that caused me to question my own existence. Right. (laughs) Right. No, please don't. Please don't. Yeah. Oh my God, please don't. Think of like how many people release both good and, or not good and bad, but like well-received and not well-received art. Mm -hmm. Every, Every artist. But that's the thing, like, even you saying that triggers me because, like, I'm like, this is good, though. I know you don't mean anything by it. No, I mean, sorry, I I had to rephrase because it's not about good or bad. It's about how how people receive it. Mm -hmm. By the way, that's why I'm, like, kind of shocked about we're even having this conversation because you haven't released the music video. You haven't released the – I mean, you haven't released the music video. Why why does that shock you? Because that's a huge part of this product – of this – of the equation here. Yeah especially as like a new up and coming artist, like the fact that you have this huge project you're about to release is like, I would say is like more than 50% of this song right now. Am I wrong about that? I don't know. I don't know. Cause I've never done it before. That's right. another thing I realized this past week is like, I've been doing this alone besides you and like a few friends that have been advising me. Right. It's too much. I have too much shit going to run it by myself anymore. Yeah, I know. I can't carry all of these plates spinning at once like i can't do that and have a full-time job nothing has fallen so far but i'm starting to fall i'm starting to like just like crumble under the weight of all of these lives yeah and so i can't do it anymore like i need a team whatever that looks like maybe it's like a friend i got my new little intern colin here he's hopefully gonna be a vital team member But, like, I need a lawyer. Like, I need people in my camp who can advise me on the things I don't know. Because my answer has always been, like, if I don't know something, just got to learn it. Yeah. But that's not always the best use of my time. One of of my friends gave me some good advice recently, which was, like, 
I was really, I was like putting a lot of work into this video I created or this short film I created. Anyway, I was saying like, I feel like I, I need to throw a little bit more money at it because there was like something I wanted done right and money would have fixed it. Fixed it. And, and my friend was like, no, like I would actually save that money because people aren't going to be looking at this as like, this is the end all be all. People are going to be looking at this and be like, oh, do we want to invest in him to do the next thing? And I was like, oh, that's a really interesting point because like, this isn't the end all be all. Like I need more people in my camp. I need people who see this and want to be a part of the next project. You just made me realize something. What? That's why I started doing this album. What's that? I just, I spent so long between the inception of writing and creating this music and putting it on, onto a recording that I forgot why I started. I started the album so that I could get a team. Yes. I forgot. Yeah. I just got so wrapped up in it being like my thing. Right. That I forgot that I did it so that I could take myself to the next level, not yeah. that it would be the end all be all so that no. I could give myself an opportunity to make something that was more of that end all be all. Right. And, and w so what you need is not mass appeal. What you need is to really, really convince a small group of people who can help you. Yeah. Right. Wow. Uh, that's not this me. That was, that was his advice. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to uh... Jessica, my therapist. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jessica's going to get all the credit for what someone else said. Johnny Manganella. Who's Jessica? She's my therapist. That's like the name Jessica. This is probably, there's probably underlying sexism in what I'm about to say, but Jessica doesn't sound like the name of a therapist to me. I understand that. I understand that. I, I understand that because the one Jessica I've known outside of my Jessica uh -huh. has been kind of like a ah, kind of person. Sorry to all the Jessicas. I'm sure there are plenty <laughs> listening. Well, actually, no. Jessica Lanyadu, the amazing astrologer who I had on the podcast, is an incredible, solid human. But I knew one in high school that was like kind of like, we're going to cut this. I don't want to offend any Jessicas. <laughs> no, I think you should keep it in. Jessicas. We love you. We love you. <laughs> Give them a little extra boost okay. on their commute to work. Okay. Go, As Jessica. Okay. So I do want to talk about a couple other things besides this. So... Uh, another thing I've realized in this past week, did did you hear something from beyond? Oh, mom, you can't just squeak the door like that, honey. <laughs> we need some WD-40. She's ordering us breakfast. I love breakfast so much. I do too. Oh, God, I love a late breakfast too. It makes me feel like I'm beating the system. I got to tell you something. Tell me. Someone just asked me to rate pancakes, waffles, or French toast. And I said, no question. It goes French toast at the top. Oh, wow then pancakes, then waffles. And I didn't realize that that's a very controversial opinion. I was going to say hot take. You know, you're really, uh, you're really stirring the pot there. Let me explain. <laughs> French toast, there's like complexity to French toast. Ugh. Waffles Sometimes is just Sometimes you batter. just want breakfast to be simple. Now I got to tell you, what? a real Belgian waffle, can't beat it. I With think, the crystal sugar. I used to think pancakes were stupid because anyone can make them, like you said. But man, like a real fluffy pancake. You used to think pancakes were stupid? I used to think pancakes were stupid because they were so easy. I'm like, why would someone not pick a waffle first? Like that actually, to me, it took a little bit of skill because you had to at least make sure it didn't like stick to the griddle. And there is like different shapes to be eating. But now I think pancakes number one. Waffles number two, French toast number three. Pancakes are too dense for me. I feel really sick after pancakes. And I'm someone who loves, I mean, I make cakes. You just won't make them in a pan. Don't ask. Don't ask. Don't, Don't tell. tell. <laughs> no. No. Anyway. That was a bad policy. Um, 
So anyway, when we're not talking about pancakes, we also like to talk about creative blocks because that's something in this past week when I was going through all of the trauma uh, around the rejections and the threats and betrayals of my creative projects that I kind of realized this past year I've been maybe not blocked is the right word, but I've been like ADD. And maybe because I've been doing so many different things and handling so much of the business side of things, I haven't been able to focus on the actual creating of new things. But I was scrolling through my phone and I have all these half-written songs. And so I'm wondering if for you, like since technology has become more of a consuming thing in our day-to-day lives, have you found yourself being more ADD at all with your creative projects? That's a really good question. I haven't thought about that. Mm, So for me, okay, probably yes, because I'm so easily distracted. Mm -hmm. And like the writing process, for example, can completely turn into like, oh, I'm going to like write for a bit. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, wait, what's this notification I got? Okay, let me check that. Oh, and then I'm down the YouTube rabbit hole. You know, so like there's that. But I will say, I think let's say computers and internet didn't exist, I'm sure I'd be distracted by other things just as much. To I don't me, think just as much. To me, what I know I have to do is set like s- hardcore deadlines. We do this monthly show here in, in LA. and You and your friends from college. Yeah, and basically I have to write and perform something new every month. And it is this amazing deadline because once a month, it doesn't matter it just has to be. It doesn't matter what I produce. It just has to be done. And I know that could easily sound like, oh, I'm just like churning out shit, but I'm not. Like, No, your stuff is solid and it has a very, very specific point of view and it has a beginning, middle and end and it's all very funny. And it fails often, but at least- I've never seen it fail. Well, thank you. But I feel like it's failed many Ooh. times before, but it doesn't matter because I- it's just meeting the deadline. And that's really good, like, practice for me. Mm-hmm. I think, like, it's super important to release stuff that is imperfect because yeah. it's never going to be perfect. How do you get over your perfectionism, though? Because I know you're a very meticulous person. Yeah, like this film yeah. I've been sitting on for a year because I'm like, oh, I just, like, want to wait till I can get this one thing perfect, basically. Mm-hmm. When I did my first show, I was like, I set a deadline and I was like, script needs to be done by this point. And, and, um, it was like, I finished it. And then I called up my brother and was like, you know, there's this, the, the fringe festival's coming up and I kind of want to perform in it. But if I wait a year for the and this next is for festival, your, your one man show you're yes, talking about. Okay. Yes. If I wait one more year, then it's going to be super polished, whatever. My brother's like, it only, my brother's a theater director in Scotland. He was like, do it. Just do it. It is not going to be perfect now, and it's not going to be perfect a year from now, so you might as well do it now, so that way you can just like get all the shit out there and see what happens. And I'm so, so glad I just did it. So within, so, so I set that deadline. I, I, I rushed the process a little bit. I'm not suggesting people just like shit something out and put it on stage and sell expensive tickets for people to come see it. What I'm saying is... Work really hard, but set the deadline so that way you, you have someone to answer up to. Because, like, remember in college when there were deadlines? Like, mm-hmm. there were literal semesters. Like, the school year ended. You had to do it by – you had to turn in things by a certain date. I don't have those deadlines anymore. No one does. It's Except crazy. at work. You have to put the same deadlines on your creative projects that you would put on yourself yep. at school or at work. Because otherwise, it's never going to happen. Yeah. And I think that's so great. I mean, Amanda Oleander, who I had on the show, she's an incredible artist. 
And she does 100 days of drawings where every single day she'll make a drawing. And I've been thinking about that with music. Like, what if I just wrote a song every single day? Like, I don't think I can keep to that schedule, but like maybe I said three a week and just had to keep to it and like had an accountability buddy. Because the thing is, I have these really great ideas. Like there's some potential hits in this phone, yeah, but they're half written. And I think I get excited about something and then I get distracted and I move on with my life. Yes. Do that. Yeah. That thing you just said, do it. Okay. Maybe you can be my accountability buddy. Yeah. 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 And also like, I hate to say it, but like you... You also have to be your accountability no, buddy. I will. But I think that the thing is, and this is unfortunate, maybe it is due to our Midwest raising or like, I think like Italian culture, Lebanese culture, which you are like, and you're also Italian, like they have this like deep seated guilt and like obligation to others woven into them, but not necessarily a reminder to be that person to yourself as well. Right, right. And so right, you'll meet a deadline at work. Yeah. Or for your friend or for your family. But when it comes to you and it comes down to like self-love and self-respect, you know, it's like we have to love and respect ourselves as much as we do for others. Yeah. So you're right. And I think it's a, it's a deeper kind of spiritual psychological issue that I need to work through where I can love myself as much as I love other people and have as much respect for myself as others. But I do need to be my own buddy. Be your own buddy. Hey. Oh, so your best way to push through a block is by just setting a deadline. Yes, and also accepting that you might have to push some stuff out that's not great to get mm-hmm. to better stuff. Yeah, your friend Zoe said something really pretty profound on the podcast, and she said, just get something on the page. Yeah, and I, know, I thought I that you, that was... That was her poll quote. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you know what I call them. Yeah, poll quote. <laughs> Finally, I want to wrap today's episode up by talking about Thanksgiving and the holidays in general, because they're just around the corner. And a lot of people have been making very funny memes online about like what they're going to say when their parents or their family ask them if they're in a relationship. But the thing that I think we need to talk about as people who are pursuing creative lives is what you're going to say when your family asks, when are you going to get a real job? Yeah. Or criticizes what you're doing or says you're not successful. Like, how will you or when your mom's like johnny why aren't you on this is us yet yeah or like even innocently asked like why don't you move home you know like there are certain things that we deal with that i think we need kind of a a toolkit for to to respond in a non-aggressive non-defensive way but still take care of ourselves and protect ourselves and our mental health yeah so what's your plan (laughs) well i'm mostly lucky because i have a lot of supportive relatives right However, there even the supportive people say things like, like my mom is extremely supportive, bless her heart. But she's like, <laughs> she's actually a grad star. School? Or really, like, why aren't you on This Is Us? I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? I never thought of that. I'll make some calls. I'll call up Mandy Moore. Hang on a second. Like, you did drive her in an Uber once. I did. I was I was driving for Lyft. For Lyft. It's okay. Anyway, um, so I was driving Mandy Moore, Amanda Moore. In my lift, and I didn't know it was her. I picked her up from this beautiful home, and and we were talking. She was so nice. I was like, and she looked like otherworldly. And so I was just thinking, wow, there's this beautiful woman in the backseat of my car. But I didn't think like, oh, she's a celebrity. I just, right. it's stupid because we live in LA, and like, of course that's gonna happen. But whatever. So I'm like looking at it. We're talking, chatting, blah blah blah. She's telling me about remodeling her house, and I'm looking at her through my rearview mirror, and I'm like. 
God, that woman looks just like Mandy Moore. But I'm like, I know it's not Mandy Moore because her name on the app is Amanda. So it's not Mandy Moore. <laughs> I know. I'm an idiot. Then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden she says something and I hear the voice of um, Rapunzel from Tangled. And I'm like, oh my God, this, it's Amanda, Amandy Moore. It's her. A Mandy Moore. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, how do I drive? Wait, <laughs> am I dri- Am I being too choppy? Am I turning too quick? You know, like I was getting stressed. <laughs> And she was so nice. We witnessed a car accident next to us. She was very concerned. She was w- truly one of the nicest celebrities. I've heard she's an incredible person. Mm-hmm. One of my friends is friends with her. So we're just so, I mean, you drove her. We basically could basically, get on This Is Us. Maybe that is the new year plan. <laughs> Screw these music vlogs. I'm just going to go be on This Is Us with my best friend, Mandy Moore. Yeah, Amanda. <laughs> Anyway, why did I bring her up? Because oh, your mom my wants mom. you to be on there. And it, we just found out it's a very feasible possibility. So when your mom asks you, you're just going to say, Mom, on it. Going to be on, on it, it in on 2020. It. See you there. I say, you know what? Your life was much more linear than mine is ever going to be. You went to college and you went to grad school. Then you got a job as a lawyer. That is not how it works for me as a creative person. And you're going to have to back off. <laughs> Because it's not going to happen anytime soon. And she more or less understands that. But she does wish I had like a backup like grad degree, you Mm -hmm. know. But even that, like even the things we think are backups, like even having that nice stable job isn't really stable. No. Because your employer could fire you at any time. The things that we put in our head as being like stability or being our backup plan, like this world isn't linear actually. Even if you think you've made all the right steps – the rug can still be pulled from under you at any time. So I might as well live a life that's in integrity with what I want to do and who I feel I am, who I really am inside, and see what happens. Girl, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. And any uncle or aunt who's like, you're wasting your time. You know what you do? What? You don't pass them the mashed potatoes. Yeah, and you eat every yeah. last mashed potato as a lesson. Yeah, you say, I'll show you. You think you're going to get some of these? That's where you're mistaken, not buddy. today. I may not have a 401k, but I got these taters. And honey, <laughs> you don't got any. I love it. Uh-huh. I do have a 401k, by the way. And I want to say just for one minute that I think that all artists, all creatives, whatever you are making, you should put a little tax on yourself and save some of that money for yourself. You should definitely go on a game show, win a little bit of money, and put it in an IRA. That's what Johnny and I did. This is not a joke. (laughs) This is not a joke. So many things we say sound like jokes, (laughs) but they're actually real. Boom on Fox. Google it, honey. Google it, honey buns. We lost because of Jane Fonda, and that is also not a joke. And we also won money. We won a lot of money. Not like... That's what funded amount, but it's in my. It's the only thing I have my in my retirement. Well, but. it funded the album for me. Hey man, yeah. Hey, hey woman. woman. <laughs> I love how we're talking about how much money we have. <laughs> oh yeah, we're very wealthy. I don't know if you know, but I couldn't fill my gas tank this week until I got paid, honey. <laughs> Is that a true story? I like was like try to wait till Friday. To my gas tank. I said, try to wait till Friday. Just be good. Yeah, just be good. Because they listen. (laughs) I think what I would say, and I also am very lucky, and I have supportive family. I had one uncle when I was younger. I remember remember it so distinctively. It was a family get-together. 
I was in my grandparents' living room. My aunt was sitting on one couch. My uncle was sitting on another couch. I was 12. And I was going on and on about how I was going to move to Hollywood. And I was going to be a performer. And I was going to do all these things. And my uncle goes, well, you know, that's going to be really hard. I don't know if you can do it. I don't know if you should do it. I go, well, I'm going to do it. So get used to it. Elizabeth Warren's (laughs) like, I don't understand why we spend all this time and money and effort to run for president just to tell people what we can't accomplish. That's butchering the quote, but look it up. It's good. Yeah. But then, and my aunt Julie like stuck up for me and she's like, well, if anyone can do it, it's her, you know? So I think you also have to look at like the people who are your allies. And if you look around and you find that no one's your ally in this and that once you've explained where you're coming from, they still don't support you, then maybe choose a different family. Like just because you're born into a family doesn't mean that you have to like surround yourself with them all the time. Because as we've established earlier, your dreams aren't just your dreams they're a piece of who you are extended and if somebody can't see that and value that even if it's not what is currently thought of as valuable in our society which is often tied to money then maybe they don't belong in your life at least not that intimately and that's okay too like these things while they're painful these holidays can be good indications of who's really on your team and who's not and it's painful to go through that that kind of separation. But if somebody after repeated explanations still doesn't see who you are, then you have to reconsider their presence. Yeah. And you know, you can always call Saul, steal their (laughs) food. Oh, that was a great way to wrap it up. Uh, I think to end things, maybe we should get my mom's rebuttal to the music bloggers. Oh, was she asleep? (laughs) (laughs) Did we, sorry, did we put you to sleep? Did we wake you from your slumber? Here, you can take my my headphones. Johnny, thank you for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. Honey, I wouldn't miss it. (laughs) I wouldn't. Did I? No, you didn't. I was maybe 30 minutes late. You're the greatest friend. You really are. Like the greatest friend. I feel like I didn't fully appreciate you until this past these past few months. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't before. I didn't feel that way. Well, I feel like I didn't appreciate how amazing you are. You're the most incredible person. You're uh-huh. the most incredible artist. And you are just such a solid friend. Every time I've needed you in this past year, you've been there, no questions asked. And I wish for everyone listening to have a friend that's as incredible and loving and supportive and talented and kind as you are. You're just the best person I know. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's very hard for me to take this compliment and not make a joke, but I, <laughs> I really appreciate it. I'm so it. proud of you for not. I'm just going to really shut the fuck up. Great. Thank you. You Love know you. how I feel about you, too. Cool. Okay, here's Mama Lowe, and she's pissed. <laughs> Let me tell you, she is pissed. <laughs> oh, she wrote it down. She's got Post-its. There's four Post-its. Is that right? Yeah. Four Post-its. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. Your song is amazing. It's incredible. Every single person that has listened to it that I know of has absolutely loved it, said how incredible it is, said how amazing it is. People have told me that it has helped them and it inspires them and they're listening to it every day, several times a day. And do you know how many people you've already helped that, you know, because they've listened to your song and how many people you are going to continue to help and inspire through your song? And in addition... Now, I don't know who these quote-unquote so-called music writers are, okay? <laughs> and I don't know what their background is, and I don't know what they like. and what. But let me just say that I've listened to some of the songs on some of their playlists that have been published, and there's no comparison. Your song is a bazillion times more dynamic, more powerful, beautiful, beautiful 
voice, beautiful melody, beautiful lyrics, everything so outstanding. I don't know where they get their little, you know, a lot of people, perhaps these so-called music writers, perhaps they, I, I believe they're in the minority. I believe that they're not, their opinions and their tastes are not depicting what the masses like or what the majority of music lovers like and want to listen to. These twingy, twangy, little strange songs, in my opinion, <laughs> that... Do you like them or... I don't like them. <laughs> I, I've i listened to some of the music and it just, it doesn't fit in with my genre of music. Mm-hmm. Okay, what I like. So I think that there's a huge difference between whatever they think is listenable or cool, quote unquote, and what I think, or what the masses think. Joanne re- represents the masses. <laughs> so. She's the voice of the people, y'all. No, that's right. You hit in all your notes. I, I just think that you, um, you do everything you do, you do with such passion and love. And the same with your music. It comes from your deep within your heart and your soul. And it touches people in that same way. And it helps and inspires people that in that same way so I just I know that you are going to you've already helped so many you're going to help millions and millions of people with your music with this song with your other songs and so that's what I have to say about that I'm going to pass you you the mashed potatoes so hard at Thanksgiving (laughs) dinner thank you for that mom that was a beautiful dissertation all the notes totally worth it Um, hopefully I'm not banned from music blogs forever because of their twangy little songs And you're the greatest human on earth. And thank you for being so supportive. You've really been so there for me throughout this whole process. And I'm very blessed to have supportive, great parents. Well, I think you're the most amazing person on the planet. And I thank God every day for letting me be your mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I love you. I love you, Johnny, too. Johnny, I love you. Thanks. Tell them to fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're off. I appreciate you listening. I hope that no matter where you are in the journey, you believe in yourself, and please know I believe in you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, and to my, really he was my co-host today, Johnny Manganello. You can follow him at Johnny Mangs and at The Johnny Cakes, and Johnny spelled J-O-N-N-Y. Thanks, Liz Full, for the show's theme music. You can follow her at Liz Full. And thank you again for listening. Follow the show at Unleash Your Inner Creative. Follow me at Lauren LaGrasso. If you like the show, take a screenshot of yourself listening and post it to your Instagram stories. I'll repost it. Give it a rating and review if you haven't already. Go follow it on Spotify. Do all the things. And if you're feeling rejected this week, let yourself feel what you feel. But just remember, like, who are you making it for? Are you making it for the people who are looking for something to criticize? Or are you making it because you need to express a piece of yourself and you hope to connect to somebody else who has been through a similar experience? I know for sure my answer is the second one. And so I'm just going to keep doing that. And eventually, maybe it will be this song, maybe it will be the next, but something's going to resonate. And I hope you know whatever your project is, it's going to be the same thing. So keep doing what's authentic to you. The rest will fall into place. All right. Talk soon. I believe in you.